Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, let me get you off to the right start on your online dating journey. And it is going to be a journey. Boy, do I promise you that. But do you want that journey to be a little less painful? Well, go to kristencarney.com slash dating help and I can help make that possible. I can help power up your dating profile. I can help fine tune your banter skills, which will take you to the next level and get you the girl that you want. So go to kristencarney.com slash dating help. That's kristencarney.com slash dating help. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Marissa Madsen on the show, who is the author of The F Formula, which means you know we're going to be talking about the stages of flirting. That actually comes at the end of the episode. Before we talk about that, we are going to dive into ways to instantly look better to women and be more attractive, like simple things that you can do, skill sets you can hone and own that automatically boost you to a new level of attraction. It's an awesome episode. So keep listening. All right. Welcome to the Ask One Podcast. Take four for today because I have back pain and therefore my brain is not working. I am literally sitting up against a door with an ice pack against me right now, which is probably why this is our third time recording this episode because I keep forgetting to press record or something screws up. Anyway, we are here now. Kristen is not with us. She is in New York um, doing something really fun and was not able to be on the podcast. But in her place, we have Marissa Madsen on our show. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so Marissa is... Well, you've you've heard her on the podcast before. So she is a writer, comedian, producer, actress. She does a million things. But... For me, one of the most important things that she does is she has been uh, a wing girl for me for the past year. She is the author of The F Formula, and she is also the wing girl that runs my team called The Team on Facebook, which is a group coaching group. Um, And people absolutely love her. She gives kick-ass advice. Uh, And before I dive into talking to her, I did just want to make one quick announcement that Marissa is going to start doing live mock dates in Los Angeles where you get to work with her for three hours and she figures out what the hell is going on with you, where you're missing the mark with women, uh, how you're presenting yourself to women, little tiny things that are off-putting possibly that you don't know about or recognize that she can spot and fix for you. Anyway, she does. she's going to do a, a ton of stuff during this live mock session or mock date, whatever you want to call it. And if you do want to sign up to work with Marissa, 
which you will after you listen to her on the podcast because she's fantastic, uh, you can sign up at winggirlmethod.com slash mock Kristen. Oh God, mock <laughs> mock Marissa. I told you this ice is totally fucking up my brain. It's ridiculous. Okay, winggirlmethod.com slash mock Marissa. And now I will let her speak. So Marissa, Welcome Hi. to the show. Thank you Thank for you. being patient with me and talking with me. Yes, I'm sorry about your back. Hey, thank it you very sucks. much. Well, bef- before we dive into the topic that I wanted to discuss for today, I wanted to ask you, um, now you've been working with me for close to a year, uh, working with hundreds of absolutely amazing men through the team. What are the top two things that you've learned as a woman about men? Ooh, that's a very good question. Uh, the top two things are you, do you mean like the top two things that I give as advice or that men are looking for answers? No, for? I think just, uh, just as a, I'm going to switch it up on you as okay. a woman. What if, what have you learned about men that you didn't know before? Um, I would say that the nice guy thing comes up a lot. Um, uh, meaning I don't think I realized how much of a concern men have about being concerned about making sure that they're a nice guy to a, to a fault where they're very afraid. Um, and especially in this climate, in the me too 2019 climate, it's escalated, but I think in general, I just, I see so much, um, so many quote unquote nice guys who are holding themselves back from really like having a personality or an opinion or, you know, being spontaneous or free with themselves because they are maybe concerned about how they're going to come off or be offensive. Uh, so Either. I think that that's a big thing. Well, um, from that, as a woman who is dating, um, do you think now? Potentially, you've missed out on opportunities with nice guys hmm. because um, they were holding themselves back. Like, because you get to see the other side of these guys where yeah. they're a little bit more free with you. I have definitely dated my share of not nice guys, but right. I think that the majority of the guys I date tend to be that kind of guy anyway. Like, I, I've tended to go in the past for like the guy who's like nice and more, um, not, not so out there and just very like sweet. And maybe like you need to dig a little bit to like get him to not come out of his shell, but just, I think, um, I don't want to use nerd in a bad way. Cause I, I love nerds. So it's 2019 like, nerds are hip. Don't nerds worry. are hip. So yeah, I guess it's just like, I tend to maybe go for like the nerdier, nice guy. Um, you know, with a sprinkling of assholes uh, in between, occasionally right. sarcasm. Yeah. Right, exactly. It comes out in different um, ways. But yeah. so you're saying you're like, saying you you still date nice people, but you're not you're not dating people who have, who are holding themselves back, or are, is that what you're saying? Um, I think that I've tended to date the guys who are maybe they err on the side of being too nice. Um, oh, really? Yes, yes, and that's what I mean. I mean, like mostly, I date the too nice guys, and then every. Once in a while, you know, there'll be a, a bad boy in there. Uh, but yeah, I think like 
maybe because I, I just gravitate towards people who I think I can just pick up on energies of people really well. And if I can tell that you're like a pure soul, it's very <laughs> attractive right. to me. Um, so I think, I think for those guys though, yes, I think that the, the, what's been lacking with a lot of them is passion. Um, and that is why things have fizzled out with them because initially I'm, I'm interested in them and then they are not as spontaneous or they're not, they don't stand up for themselves enough. They're not as opinionated. So what I always teach to the the guys in the team and the guys that I coach is we want to put the, we want you to be a good bad boy. That's, that's what I call it is a, a good bad boy. Basically we're pulling all the qualities out of, you know, the, the asshole uh, the asshole guy who knows how to be bold and confident and fun and spontaneous and maybe a little bit naughty or a little bit risky. And we want to like inject that into the nice guys without having them turn into, you know, going to the dark side of being disrespectful and crossing the line. Um, I just think it's, it is difficult for guys to know where, where that line is. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. It's kind of like somebody who will play around and pretend to shoplift with you, but then pay before they go out the door. Like there's yeah. something a little bit exciting about that. But then at the end, he's like, no, no, I'm a good person. I'm paying for this. I'm not actually going to steal from the store. So there's right. there's that rush that you get, but then this sigh of relief when the guy's actually awesome and not a complete douchebag. Yeah. So I, yeah. And Which he'll is take amazing. a phone call from his mom and he'll be nice to his mom on the phone. You're like, oh, okay, he's a good person. <laughs> right, and then they fuck her once he hangs up the phone. Yeah. I'm just joking. I'm totally just joking. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so what's the what's the second thing that you've learned? Because I, I, I'm asking this because other women who have worked for me in the past, like I remember I had this one night where um, I was working with Neil Strauss and he had, who wrote the game um, and he mm-hmm. wanted 10 wing girls for an, uh, a seminar that he was doing over a course of three days. And the wing girls would come at the end of the evening and we would take them out and we would do some coaching. We'd break off into groups. It was actually really fun. But at the end of the first night, I had you know a breakdown with all of the other girls um, or all of the wing girls to discuss what had happened with the guys and uh, things that we can do for the next day based on where the group was at. And there were two girls who just started crying. There was 10 of us, I think. Um, And both of them were just saying, I can't believe how horrible I've been to really awesome guys. And they were younger girls. They were like 25 or 26. Uh, And then all the other girls just started saying, I just didn't realize how hard it is for men. Like what they struggle with, how hard that approach was. And that's as women, we're totally oblivious to it. And, and and you just think, oh, you're a man. You should be able to do this. And no, it should be easy to just like muster up the courage to come and approach me, even if I'm going to be super bitchy towards you. Yeah. But, and you're, you're taller than us and you're stronger than us. Like, what do you have to be afraid of? <laughs> yeah. So I think that for, for me as well, um, and for them, that was a huge shock to them that men even struggled with this. Um, that mm-hmm. good, awesome, successful men, especially, were struggling with this. And then they kept going over all these situations where they probably missed out on unbelievable guys. And instead, they they ended up with these douchebags or players or, or whatever it is because those guys didn't care about approaching and engaging them. They didn't care about taking the risk. They didn't care about saying things that might be, you know, slightly off mm-hmm. to them. Um, so it was just interesting. So, so is there anything in that arena that stands out for you that you've, yeah. you've sort of learned about men? Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with that, that I, 
uh, I really have the perspective now that I see how difficult it is for men and that men are emotional creatures too. And they get their feelings hurt too. And rejection sucks for them too. Um, one of the things that really like stands out for me, I think is that I see men's perception of women, uh, a lot clear. Um, a lot of what I hear is, and I guess this is on a spectrum of saying this in a innocuous, honest way, not, not meaning to like insult women. And then on the other side of the spectrum being very angry about what women do. And the, the characteristic that I'm talking about is a lot of guys think that women like rejecting men, that we hold ourselves on pedestals, that we're like these princesses that all the men should be flocking to us and doing all the work to try to get us and we can have any pick that we want. And so I, so that's what I mean by the spectrum. I get, you know, everything from guys being like super angry and like, oh, all, like all women are just like, they just love rejecting us and, and all of that. And then the other side of, of the spectrum is the guys who are just like sad and afraid about it. They're just, they're like, yeah. I don't know what to do. They just seem like they're all walking around with their heads held high and, right, and wanting us to it's fail. It's really not like, it's definitely not true. Um, I, but I, I told it's, it's weird. Cause I don't think it's true, but I also at the same time completely see where they're coming from because yeah. of the way that we, that women can act. I think like, you know, you talk a lot about how women test men, but you like to, and I've been doing this a lot lately too, because I think it's so important because a lot of guys will ask me, why do women like test men and are they just doing it to be jerks? And just because they can, you know, like, why do we have to be vetted to, to date you? Like, shouldn't we be vetting the, the women that we date too? Um, and I mean, number one, yes, yes, you should. Oh, but number two, it's like, it all goes back to this, like, primal, like biological, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, it's all like on a biological level of like what we're built, we're built built to protect ourselves and protect our, you know, limited egg supply and like, who's going to be the right father for our children. And are they going to be a good provider and a good protector? And is he going to hurt me? Is he going to screw me over? So it's like, that's where the testing comes from. It's not we're not doing it just to fuck with you. I'm sure there's a per, uh, you know, a small percentage of girls out there who are jerks and will do that. But for the most part, that's not the reason they do it. But I think right. men just like get really frustrated because they don't see the bigger picture of, of why women are doing, doing the things that they're doing and testing the way that they do. Right. And I mean, if men, I mean, if they purchase any of my programs where they can see inside a female conversation, like all all my group conversations with my girlfriends were always, somebody was crying because they were wanting this guy to like them and to notice them and that this guy slept with them and then never called them again. Like, so there, there is the, the flip side as well for so many women where they're saying, why are all guys such jerks? And why do they, they do this? And so there is, there is this flip side there. Not, and I'm not trying to belittle any Anybody's thoughts or feelings, but my point being is that everybody's just trying to survive yeah. and find love yeah. and not be hurt and then protect themselves at the same time. So it's all it's all this, you know, little ride on 
loose ice water that we're, <laughs> we're constantly floating around on. Um, yeah. So those are really good answers. So okay. I, I actually, the, the topic that I want to talk about today, so it, it comes from two places. So this girl who used to work for me, whose name I'm not going to say because she stole clients from me. Anyway, oh. but we'll call she her did, Ursula. we'll call her the worst person in the world. Um, but anyway, but I actually really did like her and she is a fantastic coach, but she used to work for me and she put up this video on YouTube that was six ways to instantly look better to women, which I thought was really interesting. So that came up this morning and last night as well, I had a conversation with a bunch of my girlfriends who were over. Um, and we started talking about skill sets that should be basics for everybody, but mostly for men that can help men be more attractive. So I felt like they kind of went hand in hand with each other. Um, so I want to talk about the two things that came up last night that were thrown out by these women. I want to hear what you think. So the two things that they said were like must-have skills for men that can instantly just take them to a whole new level. Um, one was being able to massage and two yep. was being able to dance and especially ballroom dancing. Mm, I completely agree with both of those. They both have the it, the physical component, and you get to touch women. Good at both of those things, you get to touch women. <laughs> it's uh, you're showing off what you can do with your body and your hands. Um, I literally was just talking about this with the guys in the uh, a few guys in the team uh, about a week ago, because one of them was asking all these questions about. How about how to take a girl home properly? Like how to ask her, when's the right time to ask her? What do you do like when you get to your place and all this stuff? And so I was going through all of the, like the chronology of how the night should go. And one of the things I was really harping on was that when you take her back to your place and she's there, she has to feel comfortable. Things have to be clean and nice. You know, you don't want to give her any excuses to run um, or not feel like she wants to settle in with you and be like, Ooh, this is a place I could sleep over. You know, like he, right. it, there's, there's a, you know, there's toilet paper on the roll. Like I don't have to worry about that. The counter's the clean. The there's counter's water clean. in the fridge. Yeah. yeah the fridge is stocked. Exactly. Yeah, his roommates aren't being like gross and sleeping on the couch and being weird. So, and I said, you know, if you can work in a massage, it is so relaxing to a girl, and it's also very sensual and definitely is a is a turn on. Um, but the number one step to that is that it relaxes her and puts her in such a good physical place and my and the right mindset to start thinking about more and to be imagining like what else could be happening with you. Yeah. Well, that was the one thing that my friend said. She was like, there were tons of guys that she wasn't attracted to. I don't know why she was letting so many men touch her, but like <laughs> all these, like that would give her a massage where she wasn't so won over by them. But once they did, and if they were really good with their hands, by good, it means like firm, but soft. Mm -hmm. And they knew how to move around her body and it wouldn't just be jumping to, I'm rubbing your shoulders and now I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. pinching your butt. Like it wouldn't be, it would be like a gradual, sensual massage where everything slowly happened. Anyway, and she was saying, all I would be thinking was, what else can you do with your hands? And she would mm. let them do things. And I mean, it, it, and she didn't feel like she was 
assaulted afterwards, she was a part of it and she really enjoyed it. And sometimes it had her looking differently at the man who was giving her a massage. And then that sparked a story for me because when I first moved to Los Angeles, I hung out with my ex-boyfriend and his group of friends because that was mainly the only people that I knew. But he had this one friend named Matt, I'm not going to say his last name, um, who I just thought was so slimy and creepy. I don't know. He was also older than us. He was like 34. And I was like, why are you hanging out with us if you're 34? We're 24. <laughs> like all of it just seemed very strange. And he was kind of icky. Was um, he like physically unattractive to you or just his personality? To me, yes. To other people, I, he would be attractive. Like he had a goatee, which I despised. I didn't like how he dressed. I did like all of it. But just overall, he was just like not my type of person mm-hmm. at all. Okay. Um, and I, I went over to his house one night because he he lived like around the corner from me and I had no friends yet in Los Angeles. I was like, <laughs> okay, fine, sure. I'll go hang out with Matt. Um, and then uh, I went over there and he he's like, oh, you, got, like, you look a little bit tense. I was like, oh, kind of. And then he said, do you want a massage? I was like, yeah, why would I turn down a massage, a free massage? Totally. Mm-hmm. And then like his his hands were amazing. And he gave me an hour massage and we ended oh up God. in his bedroom and he ended up massaging a lot of other things. <laughs> and it was amazing and wonderful. Um, and then like, you know, we had that happen a couple more times afterwards. And then I, it just sunk in that I was like, oh, this person is gross still when they open their mouth, but your hands are amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying yeah, that- you like start to see him in a whole new light, right? Yeah. You're like, wow, you can do this? <laughs> yeah. And and I was more open to doing things. I felt comfortable. Yeah. So it's a, it's a huge skill set and it is a way to get to touch someone. It is funny though, because that's, that, it's so funny because I had taken massage lessons in Australia when I was backpacking. Mm. And I just remember now that the first time I met my husband, I gave him a massage. Was, were you trying to woo him? <laughs> I know. I wasn't attracted to him yet at that point. I was just like, oh, I I have massage skills. And I swear that hooked him in for some reason. Because then he like heavily pursued me afterwards. Whenever we would see each other out, he would always come up to me and talk to me. And I was always into his friends, not into him. Yeah. Um, but I could tell that he was into me. But I, yeah, I gave him a massage too. So, I mean, having that kind of physical touch with somebody is... It's just like an extra layer. It quickly mm-hmm. gets you to that place. And actually, I'm going to add one more thing to touch because I actually just posted a video on YouTube. When people watch this, it's going to be like a month after, or listen to this, it's going to be a month after I posted it. But it's a video on, on YouTube about touching, about the four different types of touch. Uh, but in the video, I talk about how they've done all these uh, scientific ex- experiments about what, what touch does on a biological scientific level um, to help people bond Mm. faster. And so they did this one experiment where they would have um, a stranger come up to another person and ask them to do something. And so they would have half the group, they wouldn't touch them when they asked, like just touching on the shoulder or even touching on the small of the back, like safer zones. Uh, And then they would have the other half actually do the touching. And they found that people who were touched um, were more trusting and became more compliant to do whatever was being asked of them. There's Mm -hmm. something to touch. And especially with women, it triggers... Oh, I forget what I said in the video because I was like researching all this stuff, but it triggers oxytocin as soon as you... So there's all of these things that actually do happen chemically and scientifically and biologically when you do introduce touch. But then if you're introducing touch in a a massage format where... Mm -hmm. 
like you're getting all over your body. You're getting to intimate yeah. places like on your back. Like it just does other things to you. I mean, so, you're just making an instant connection with someone. For sure. You know? Like, and, li- and I do mean that literally you're physically connecting with them, but it's just, it's like the second you break the touch barrier, something in your gut tells you that you know that person better. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's familiar. So even, Mm -hmm. you know, when I talk to people about OSA, which is my method for starting conversation, um, observe, share, and ask. I always say that OSA works really well because it cuts out the two minutes of fluff that most people inject into their conversation of, hi, I'm Marissa. Mm -hmm. Nice to meet you. I saw you over there. Whatever it is, you just (laughs) cut it out and you talk to them like you know them already. And that, yes. that's why it's so effective because all of those other triggers or alarms that go off in your brain are suddenly gone because you're like, oh, oh, I know this person. Oh, they've touched me. That means that they're comfortable with me. Why are they comfortable? So it, there's all this unconscious stuff that's happening. So yeah. So and I like what you said, in, in the, you said in the video to, to introduce touch early. Oh yeah, which is important because other because then it's uh, it can be like a little awkward, you know. And you're think you're overthinking like when am I gonna like pat her on the shoulder? You know what I mean? It's like if you get it in, if you get one in, like just real <laughs> quick, <laughs> just like a little yeah. shoulder tap or something. It really just like kind of s- sets the tone for the yeah. It cuts the tension too. Hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, so let so let's take a, a quick break, and then I want to talk about some other ways to easily look better to women. And I want to dive into ballroom dancing as well, because I think that that's really interesting. But before we go, I do want to reiterate that Marissa is now doing live mock dates in Los Angeles. If you do want to sign up for a mock date with Marissa live, where you go out, the two of you, and she analyzes everything that you are doing correctly, incorrectly. Uh, She provides, I'd actually, if you want to talk about it a little bit more, why don't you tell people exactly what it is you do on these, these mock dates? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we do a combination of doing a literal pretend date scenario. Um, We pretend that it's a blind date. We're just sitting down. We will do like the first kind of 15 minutes of getting into conversation. And then we will sort of do a timeout on that and then go into the coaching and the practicing different techniques. Like I'll basically, and all the guys so far that I've worked with have said, be brutal with me, Marissa. Just tell me exactly what I'm doing wrong. Tell me if I'm wearing something weird. Tell me if I'm smiling weird. Um, and I am brutally honest with them. I tell them everything that I see that is off-putting or boring or creepy or makes them look more nervous than they should. Um, everything. Um, and then, of course, each person sort of has their own issues that they want to focus in on. So we'll definitely like pinpoint, you know, the major issues that it may be for you personally. Like maybe you are not really like the fun, not usually like the funniest guy in the room. So you have a lot of trouble with like the banter uh, and the joking and stuff like that. Or some guys, a lot of guys are very concerned about like how to introduce, like go from like a normal platonic conversation and introduce flirting and sexuality into the 
interaction and to kind of like read a girl's signals. I mean, there's just so much. Amazing. You do it all. It's it's basically spawning. What's what's off? Like what's not working? At least what's not working the majority of the time. And so the feedback that I've gotten from people who have gone with you is that they're just blown away because in in a short period of time, it's only three hours, um, you were able to see everything and actually correct everything for them or provide guidance on how to correct it. So I think it's absolutely amazing. If anybody who is listening does want to have a live mock date with Marissa in Los Angeles, um, please go to winggirlmethod.com slash mock Marissa, which I actually think is kind of funny, mock Marissa. Uh, (laughs) But it'll be amazing and it is worth your time and your money. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey you, this is Marnie and thanks for listening to the Ask Woman podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. All right, we are back with Marissa Madsen, my amazing, amazing wing girl. And I wanted to dive back into the topic that we were talking about in the beginning half of the show, which is ways to be more attractive, simple things that you can do to just be a more attractive man. And so dancing and ballroom was the other thing that was discussed during the evening. And I think that they were spot on. So one woman was saying, well, you know, it's it's just great when a man can dance in general. I and and we've all been attracted to that guy who just like looks amazing on the dance floor, who's confident on the dance floor, who's comfortable. But I like for me, I've also been attracted to the guy who is comfortable being horrible on the dance floor. Yes. Uh, but so <laughs> dancing is a huge thing. But but ballroom especially for meeting people, it's great because you like rotate partners. So that's wonderful that you're getting a whole bunch of women to like different body types, different personalities to experiment with. It's a great place to try out some of your conversation skills or flirting skills or banter skills. But then it's also a wonderful place to learn about what your body is displaying to other people and how to hold your body in a better way. So I'll, I'll and I, I mentioned this last night to them, um, that I used to be a dancer and I've had many times later in my life where I'm around someone who's a salsa dancer or some sort of uh, waltz, whatever, but that where there is a man who just knows how to dance and he can just grab you in a certain way and lead you around the dance floor in a firm but not aggressive way. And, and I, it's hard to explain, but I know that you know the feeling as well, where they just put their hand on your back and they move you around the dance floor and it's intoxicating. It's absolutely yeah. intoxicating. Yeah. yeah. It's all a metaphor for sex, okay? Let's be honest. It really is. Like everything that you do with your body, beginning with like, if you you know how to give a good handshake, that says so much about you. If you're giving like a limp, weak, sweaty, clammy fish handshake, that's so unattractive. It's not manly. Like when we shake a guy's hand and he's got like a firm grip and he's confident and he's just like, hi, I'm Bob Jones. You're like, whoa, 
you are a man. And then it's, it's the same thing yeah. it translates into giving a massage, dancing on the dance floor. Like when you can be comfortable in your skin and we can see that in you, that you are not out there feeling awkward, trying to impress us that you're owning your bad skills or your good skills on the dance floor, either one, just go with it. It's very attractive. And then, yes, of course, when we're dancing with you, there's the touch factor and it's just impressive. I think it's just impressive to us and it, it is intoxicating. Absolutely. For sure. I was, I was at a, um, a party a couple weeks ago and this guy was there, um, kind of like nerdy, cute. I just didn't really like, I wasn't into him. I just was like, Oh, who's this cute little nerdy guy? <laughs> and then, so first of all, first they're playing like, rap and hip hop and a lot of like really loud, like not slow dancey kind of music. And he hops on the dance floor is completely like he's twerking. He's just, he's dancing. Like he is pretending like he knows how to break dance. I mean, it was just like, I was so surprised that this guy was like acting like that, but he also, it wasn't just like stupid dancing. He was really like, at some points he was really just like dancing to dance and have fun. And so I was like, oh, I'm totally seeing him in a new light. And then later some slow songs came on and he like grabbed me and was like, let's slow dance. And I was like, oh my God, this kid knows how to, you know, slow dance too. Like he's, he knows how to move. Like he knows how to like, you know, put his hand on the small of my back, like all this stuff. I just was, you know, it, it definitely makes you change your opinion about a guy. Oh, hundred percent. And you're not saying that yes, I wanted to jump his bones, but it has you looking at somebody differently, it right? It's, got, that, it's that foot in the door. It definitely got him a lot closer. Yeah. See, there you go. Okay, so I wanted to talk about um, the awful woman's video. No, she's not awful. I'm just joking <laughs> with you. Um, I, we're over that now. Um, <laughs> but a few of the things that she was talking about in the video, which I thought were really good, and they're simple things that you can do that are that go, you know, very much in line with talking about the clean apartment that we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. But visually, for first impressions, a couple of the things that she listed that you can do is have a beard, um, but not have like a scruffy kind of gross beard, but have mm-hmm. a, a, a beard that that fits your face, that shows that you can grow facial hair, that you are manly, and that you can trim yourself properly and not like let it grow over. That was yeah. one way to look better to women. The other thing that she said was wearing clothes that properly fit you. Um, not having something that's two sizes too big to cover up your belly, but actually like properly fits you. And you can go to places like Nordstrom. Um, I'm trying to think where else where they'll actually size you and, and show you the appropriate size for you. But even Zara, they're very helpful there. Um, but just clothes that actually fit you properly to help mm-hmm whatever shape you are in, look like you actually have a body and you're not trying to cover up your body. And the third thing that she said there was six, but the one, the third thing was standing up straight, like pretending that you have a, a stick in your back or like a stick up your butt, whatever, <laughs> but that gets you to actually like stand up straight so that you have more open masculine body language. Mm-hmm. I love all of those. Yeah. Um, I, I think with the clothes thing, it is really important. Um, not that women are, you know, superficial, but it says a lot about you. I think one of the things that clothes can really say is that you are current and hip, 
like you don't have to be wearing like trendy skinny jeans, but I think like, for example, like women look at shoes, right? Our eyes always go to the shoes when we like meet somebody new. I think we're just, it's just the way it says so much about you. And if your shoes are like, if you're wearing, you know, I don't know, I went on a date with this very sweet guy a couple months ago and he was wearing like, I, I meet him, like I, he comes in, I meet him. I'm like, Ooh, nice tight black shirt. Okay. Nice. You know, like, um, like tapered jeans and black sneakers. Like they were like, you know, running sneakers, like outdated running sneakers, not like cool Nikes or whatever. And I was like, Oh, what's this guy? Number one, he doesn't like, he didn't care enough to like dress up nicer for our date. Not that he needed to be in a tux, but you know, and number two, I was like, does he not know how to dress? I think it just says a lot about you, I think. And do definitely, think, like, the fit. The fit is important. For sure. At what age do you think that these things become important to women? Because I, I remember, so my husband is 10 years older than I am. And when I met him, I was in my mid-20s. And I remember for, like, one of our first dates, we went bowling. And at that time, I, I came from Toronto, where, you know, fancy, expensive sweatpants were the natural attire to wear out because they were expensive. So you were allowed to be wearing those sweatpants out. And I came to bowl in my really nice sweatpants, a really cute (laughs) orange zipper down. And the first thing he said, like he joked around be like, oh, thanks for dressing up for this date. And I was just like, and I was like, oh, this is me dressed up. (laughs) So it is, it is interesting because like he was in his mid thirties and that, that was a thing for him. Um, But, and I think that for me, when I was younger, I, I, I don't think I really cared what people were wearing. For sure, what they wore said something about them, but it it wasn't as much of a thing. But now, when I do look at people, I mean, it does it does say something about you because you start to see through relationships that you have what's important, what's not important. Like mm-hmm. my husband actually puts himself together really well, but maybe. Um, if I were to date him now, uh, and I saw, I'm just trying to show like what indicates that he's a slob because he is a slob. It's, <laughs> it's gross. I'm trying to think what he could wear in front of me. But if something were to, maybe if I walked into his apartment or his home uh, and it was messy, I, I, now it would bother me. I, do, I don't yeah. know if it would bother me that much when I was younger because I was like, oh, my place is kind of messy too. Mm-hmm. Or it's not my permanent place, so it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, when you're older, you, you kind of want to see those things. So my point yeah. was, when did you think it became important to you? At what age? Um, I think that late 20s or 30 is kind of the age where people start. If you're like, if you're a guy in your 30s, you're in that in between like man and boy or boy and man uh, sort of limbo. And so I think around that time is when women are starting to you have the opportunity to be like, yeah, I'm still kind of stuck in my college years or my high school years. Or like, yes, I am a grown-up adult ass man who takes care of himself. I know how to dress. I'm not immature. I am put together. Like, I'm not saying, again, like not everyone's style is going to be like blazer and I don't even know guy's shoes, Cole Han shoes or whatever. I'm not saying that. I just mean like it's, indicating, oh yes, he's a man, not a boy. And then I think 
uh, in your forties, guys in their fifties, when you're, um, a little bit older, I think style starts to go. And I think that like the guys that I coach that are like forties, fifties, um, I usually tell them like, go more fitted, go get some slim cut pants. Like you don't have to be wearing, obviously you don't want to be wearing skinny jeans if you're 55, but like if you're wearing wide leg pants, it just makes you look outdated and it's going to make you look older. So it's, yeah. So there's one guy in, in, in the group that actually kind of just did like a wardrobe revamping. Um, I think he's about 55 and he was sending me pictures and he had on like a nice blazer and all this. And, and the, and um, he had been wearing like, I think he had been kind of rocking mostly like tennis shoes before and he just got a nice pair of shoes. Um, I was like, yes, you can put this on uh, your dating app profiles to show what you would be. It's an example of what you would be wearing if you were going to take a woman to a nice restaurant. Um, yeah. It's not just t-shirt and, and sweats. Um, so anyway, yes, I think the older you get, the more important it is. I think so too. And even if you are wearing cozy clothes, it's like how you wear them. And there, there's, that's a whole other discussion about like style and what it says, but style, yeah. but style is important. It's not everything and it's not always a deal breaker, but it's like something's checked off and you're like, okay, okay, now I have to focus on something. I can just focus on you as opposed yeah. to uh, his style's a little off, but I like him. Yeah. I think it's just that women want to see that like you are taking actively taking care of yourself. So I think when you're wearing clothes that are like current and fitted, it's like, Oh yes, he's like, he's on the ball. You know, he's not, I think when you're wearing like baggy clothes or if they're like out of style, it just kind of indicates like, Oh, he doesn't really have his shit together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have one final question for you. And it was something that you mentioned about the mock dates that you yes. do. And so you were saying that some guys have some difficulty escalating mm-hmm. um, and flirting and bantering. Can you tell me why those things are so important when trying to attract a woman or on a first date or even you know through texting before you get to a date? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's all about you want to hit the sweet spot right between uh, you don't want to come off platonic and asexual and and then you don't want to come off on the other end of it would be creepy and hyper-sexualized and like, you know, sexualizing us. Um, So that's why it's important to escalate at the right time. That's what I talk about in the F formula manual. Um, It's really so important to introduce it in small doses, indirectly, subtly, and then you build with her. If she's game, if she's following your lead, you can build to the more flirty, sexual, uh, directly sexual language and body language, um, the whole everything together, I think. So yes, it's important because it indicates a lot to us about what your intentions are and how we see you as a potential date or sexual partner. Yeah. So can you give maybe like a low level example of this? Cause I have a ton of guys who come to me and say, yeah, I had a great date. We connected, we laughed, but she doesn't mm-hmm. want to see me again. Yeah. So what's the difference between having a good time and sparking attraction? And I know that a part of it is definitely injecting flirting. Well, if you are doing everything that you do with your friends and your guy friends and nothing more, 
then you're on a friend date. It's not a real date. Uh, Meaning, sure, you can make someone laugh. You can joke. You can banter. uh, You can ask them how their day was. You can ask them how many brothers and sisters they have. But if you're not indicating intent in any way, or if you're not um, hinting at the prospect of you guys dating or having sex or anything in that arena, for example, like a very, very low level um, introduction of like sexual escalation, I would say, let's say you're just, um, you're just kicking off the date. You're having a nice conversation. Maybe you've been bantering like, oh yeah, I don't, uh, I don't go to the gym that much or whatever. Um, I, I just like run outside sometimes. And so you can go, I, I always say like, you can, if you if you feel like you are comfortable enough to like go start to talk about her physical attributes, you don't want to start off with like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, you, I can tell you work out because you have a great ass. Yeah. You don't want to say you have a great ass, but you, you know, you can say like, well, of course you work out. I mean, you could totally smoke me on, uh, on the, what's it called? (laughs) The racetrack. I was going to say the racetrack. Uh, like you can say, you can show her that you think she's hot without having to say like, you have a great ass. I mean, you can say, well, yeah, it's obvious you work out. Like you look amazing. That's not super subtle. I'm just saying it's not that creepy. The other thing you can do super low level introduction of this stuff is to be like, oof, I, you know, I don't think this is going to work out. Um, let's say she's like, I, I don't eat meat. And you're like, oof. Yeah. See, Cause I want our, I want our children to like be meat eaters. So I think we're probably, this is going to end in divorce. So I'm just going to leave now. Like stuff like that. That's sort of indicating that you're on a date. It's saying we're here to date, but in a playful way. Yes. Or be, or you can slip in something. And again, another like physical compliment without being too directly sexual being like, well, of course, if she was like, Oh, I got, I get free ice cream coupons in the mail all the time. And, and you can be like, I'm literally, I'm making these up on the spot. So sorry, they're not perfect. But okay, let's say she's like, yeah, I keep getting these like ice cream coupons in the mail. I don't know why. You can be like, well, you're freaking gorgeous. So your mailman is probably like going to Cold Stone and sneaking them in there for you. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? You just slip it in. It's like, it's not a big deal. You're not saying like, I think you're really sexy. You know, you're just, you're putting it into the conversation. But you're saying I'm in a space where I'm looking at you that way. I am looking at and you. My that way. intent yes. is not to be best friends with you, where we tell each other all of our secrets and we have nothing sexual. I'm going to put a sprinkle yes. of sexuality out there, and it's yeah. okay, and it's yeah. okay to do it. And and even Marissa like, talks all about this in the F formula about you know the slow escalation, and those are you know phase one escalation tips, techniques, whatever you want to call them, just like little things that you can start to do to to get that flow out there of flirting on a safe level and how she responds to that indicates how you proceed. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, I was just going to give one last example. Um, oh, perfect. A, a guy that I was talking to an, at another party, music was on again, not seeing him in any sort of, he was coming off like pretty asexual, just a nice guy to talk to and nothing really happening. He wasn't making any advances. We were just talking. And then all of a sudden, like this song comes on that was like 
I forget which song it was, but it was like really racy language. And he starts singing like the racy language. He starts singing along. And I was like, whoa. Oh, I think it was that song that goes, it's like, <laughs> so like face down, ass up. This is how we like to fuck. <laughs> oh I don't know what song that was, but he started singing and I was like, what are you? So it's all of a sudden I was seeing him in this. I was like, oh, he's a sexual creature. I started seeing him like as some, some, some sort of a viable option. Because now I know that you're not just this like guy who's like, hi, how oh, I, I'm from uh, Ohio. You know, you're more, you're more than that. You have another side. Mm-hmm. That is really interesting. Okay, so fantastic. And you can learn more about that in the F formula because you want to learn about phases one, two, and three for uh, flirting and sexual escalation. But Marissa, thank you so much, first of all, for being on this show today and then for doing this show two times with me. <laughs> And I, I do think this was our best version. So I think we've cut out all the fluff in the first two versions. And now we have a I rock agree. solid episode. Rock so thank solid. you so much. And I had thank you. so much fun. Thank you so much. Good. I'm glad. And thank you for being my amazing wing girl. Anybody who uh, is interested in joining the team, which is my Facebook group that Marissa is the head coach for, where she will answer all your questions. You guys, they discuss things in groups. They have a monthly coaching call where you get to talk to Marissa one-on-one. She's amazing. Go to my website, look up the team on my products page. You can go sign up very easily. Uh, But more importantly, if you want to work with Marissa one-on-one and do a live mock date with her in Los Angeles, please go to winggirlmethod.com slash mock Marissa. It is worth the time and money, even if you have to fly into Los Angeles, because she can pinpoint what is going on in under three hours and totally transform uh, your dating life with women. So she's amazing. We've gotten great feedback about the live mock dates so far. So hopefully you'll be the next next person to give me great feedback on it. Um, new episodes of the Asman podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm also posting on YouTube now. So you can go watch slash listen. It's just a picture, but you can go to YouTube to listen to our podcast as well, youtube.com slash Marnie Kinneris. That's where I am posting them. Uh, You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 